Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Game plan show. Go into exactly how the 49ers plan to attack the Los Angeles Rams from the offense to the defense. Uh, we're going to go over all of it. D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Raheem Morris. It's going to be a good one. And I'm looking forward to talking about this. I've broke down all the film of 49ers versus Rams, which you can go check out over on Patreon in the scouting report video. If you haven't already, please like the video, subscribe to the channel. Would really appreciate the support. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. And the 49ers are going to have to go in there and make sure that they attack this Rams defense early on in the game and early on downs. You cannot allow yourself to get into bad third down situations. That is something that prevented the 49ers from being able to convert field goals into touchdowns. The 49ers also uh, got themselves backed against the wall and in, in, in some bad situations and ended up turning over the football those are not recipes for success. Now, you're now going against an opponent you really do understand. You understand exactly what Sean McVay likes to do on offense. You understand exactly how Raheem Morris wants to help take away some of your key players. It's been really fun to watch the way that the chess match happened. I mean, it's this simple. Kyle Shanahan puts Debo Samuel in the backfield. Raheem Morris puts six guys on the line of scrimmage. Uh, that's just something you've seen consistently and that was something that started in the NFC Championship game. You could kind of see the chess match as it continued to develop. Like Kyle Shanahan said earlier this week, he said, you know what? You know what you're going to get from those guys. You just have to be able to go out there and execute. They're going to change up their coverages, but it's pretty much all the same system, and they have a very sound system and scheme there. So I think under, the understanding of each other is important. Now it's just about going out and executing. You have to execute at a high level to be able to win in the NFL especially against a division rival you play twice every single season. Now, the 49ers have had really good success against the Rams in the regular season. 
course, the big blemish coming in the NFC Championship game where they suffer a loss, a tough loss, 20-17. to So that's not an easy loss to take on. So the four years have already bounced back this year. What did they do to win that football game against the Rams earlier this year? Eight sacks, a huge pick six by Talanoa Ufonga, and an explosive run game led by Jeff Wilson Jr. included an explosive run of over 30-plus yards for a touchdown. That has been the recipe for success for the 49ers against the Rams. Run the football, play good defense, and create a turnover. And usually a turnover around the the, uh, the right side of the offense, the left side of the defense, down the sideline for a touchdown. It's been pretty consistent. 49ers making plays and interceptions. Jimmy Ward a couple or Jimmy Ward last year. Uh, Fred Warner in 2019 uh, with an interception. Talno Fung on that side with an interception. And including Javon Kinlaw in 2020 with a pick six. Just something that happens when the 49ers play. And Matthew Stafford's going to give you potential opportunities to take advantage of that. But how do you get there? Um, I think there's a lot of different ways to get there. But this 49ers versus Rams matchup is pivotal uh, for this season. And it's pivotal for both of these football teams. The San Francisco 49ers are looking to bounce back after two losses in different manners, right? They lost to Atlanta. They weren't able to get off the field. They weren't able to stop Atlanta's run game. With Kansas City... They weren't able to stop Patrick Mahomes and that explosive offense from absolutely taking over in the second half and the defense kind of spiraling out of control. There are some key players that are going to be out for both teams. They've lost guys. Uh, The Rams have lost their entire left side of the offensive line. During the first matchup, it was center, but center Brian Allen's going to be back for the Rams. That could stabilize them a little bit, but without no boom out there, left tackle, they're probably going to have some issues there. Now, In the same regard, they're getting back Van Jefferson. They're getting an explosive player back that can really help impact this team and take the top off of the 49ers defense. And we've seen that when you get Tayshawn Gibson in one-on-one situations on those deep passes, those aren't always good for the 49ers. So trying to limit the amount of times that Stafford's able to take those shots is going to be important. But we do know Stafford will put them up, be able to be intercepted. Ombre Thomas finished the game week 18 last year with an interception um, and other players have been able to make plays against the Rams. So uh, it's going to be a fun matchup 49ers versus Rams, but how do you go about executing? And I'm going to start on the offensive side of the ball this week because you have the addition of Christian McCaffrey and McCaffrey playing for the Panthers just two weeks ago before the Rams went into the bye had a lot of yards, um, not only rushing, but also in the receiving game over 80 yards in receiving on seven catches, and they moved him all over the place. They hit him on screens. They got him down the seam, and he had big plays over the top against safeties. He is a mismatch nightmare, um, which you need to use at your disposal because your normal mismatch nightmare is uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Juszczyk is out with the pinky. He's not going to be a big part of this team until the Chargers because he can't play. So I think you have to figure out a way to do it, and how do you do that? Well, it could be that Kyle Shanahan started to do during the football game last time against the Rams, was spread them out. They could go to more of a single back look. Now, of course, you could always use Ross Dwelly or George Kittle or Charlie Warner to block in the backfield. Those are things you can do. They can take over that fullback role. Are they going to be able to do it like you check? No, Uh, but then you can find other ways to potentially use them, especially George Kittle, to be able to leak out and and find favorable matchups. But I would also like to see some two tailback looks. Um, Can we also get two uh, looks with... Debo Samuel on the field with Christian McCaffrey, really put them in dime sets and then run the football. I think those are good situations because you have McCaffrey out there with four four receivers or three receivers and George Kittle. 
You're going to put personnel groupings for the Rams in tough situations. If you're in the nickel, uh, it's going to be tough. So I'm, I'm very curious about how the 49ers go about personnel. They say that, you know, as far as the game plan goes, Christian McCaffrey will have everything. He'll be fully involved, which means you're going to get full usage out of him. They're going to be able to come up with some dynamic, exotic looks that the Rams haven't normally had to prepare for. Right now, the Rams have been coming into games, trying to locate Debo Samuel and trying to limit his effectiveness. Now, if you're locating Debo, are you locating Christian McCaffrey too? If you're locating both of those guys on any given play, that means you're not paying the attention you should to Brandon Ayuk, to George Kittle. That's how George Kittle can go off for six catches for 98 yards and a touchdown against the Chiefs because now it's pick your poison. What Jimmy Garoppolo has to do, though, is navigate through those. Oh, they're leaving George Kittle open right now? Get him the football. When they adjust, get the football out to Christian McCaffrey. When they adjust to that, get it to Debo. When they adjust, just keep moving the football around, finding the open areas, and keeping this Rams defense off balance. That's important. Also, one of the huge things you have to do is stay ahead of the sticks. That was my key matchup. If you watch the game preview show, uh, the key matchup on offense is being a G on money down, and the money down is third down. Uh, being able to convert on third downs, keeping drives going is going to be important for this football team. And it starts with early down success. So the Fortiers need to make sure they convert on third downs. And one of the reasons you have to is because the Rams got Aaron freaking Donald. And Aaron Donald is a wrecker. Um, he's not a game changer. He's an absolute game wrecker. Just a physical presence. And we've seen what Kansas City did with Chris Jones. If you're, look, if you're Raheem Morris, I'm sure you're looking at the tape and being like, you know what? I need to get Aaron Donald on Mike McGlinchey during this football game. What needs to happen, though, is Kyle Shannon has to be prepared for that. Chris Furster has to be prepared for that and say, you know what? When we see Donald out here in these situations, we're going to take advantage of him this way. We're going to chip him with the running back. We're going to help with a uh, tight end and then release off of that. We're going to run the other way. Um, we're going we're gonna to move the pocket away from him. All those things have to be predetermined locate 99 and then take advantage of the other areas which you can go they're not as talented in the other spots along the defensive line they don't present as many pass rush uh you know potential as the chiefs did with frank clark and so on so there's advantages there but locating 99 on every single snap is important for the 49ers and being able to somewhat neutralize are you going to stop him no can you slow him neutralize him yes that's what you're trying to do i think that's part of the game plan and one way to really do that is with this key matchup, staying ahead of the sticks, third and two, third and three, where you're able to run the football. If you're able to run the football, they're not going to want to pull Aaron Donald from the interior to put him outside on Mike McGlinchey. They're going to want him to stay inside to help stop the run because if they do, uh, you can whatever pass play was called and you run the ball up the middle and you get that first down. Bobby Wagner's still there at the middle linebacker spot and he's good. Uh, that guy's a Hall of Famer, but he's a matchup problem uh, for Christian McCaffrey he cannot stay with McCaffrey he can't stay with Debo on the backfield those are going to be issues and if you try to put him on George Kittle uh, Kittle is now healthy enough that he can win so the 49ers are coming up with mismatches all over the place and that's the thing the Rams last year had Eric Weddle in the NFC Championship game Weddle's gone this safety room is not as good uh, so you see they have talented players do they have as many talented players as the 49ers? No, as far as offense goes, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't turn over the football and takes what the defense gets gives him and is able to check in and out of the plays that Kyle wants him to run, this offense can be very efficient. And I think that's how they go about executing. But you have to start with early down success. And I don't care if it's running the football. I don't care if it's passing the football. Take what the defense gives you. Uh, you know, what do I mean by take what the defense gives you? If it's a run box, so... 
if it's a favorable run box, that means there's less guys inside the box. A box, you know, they're around uh, behind the often you know, from the defensive line to the linebackers. There's your box, usually tied in the tight end. Pretty good area. What you want to do is if you have a favorable box, if there's six guys in there, uh, run the football. Uh, if you see two deep safeties, Jimmy, run the ball. Take advantage of those opportunities to run the ball, you know, continue the drives, move the sticks, move the clock, keep the Rams off the field. If it's not, if it's the lo they load the box, they got eight guys in the box, then you need to be very strategic with your passing game. Quick tunnel screens, getting the ball out quickly, finding those mismatches, motioning Christian McCaffrey out and getting him located one-on-one -on -one with a linebacker. All those things are going to be important. It's going to be about getting the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands early, making sure you're picking up five to six yards on first down, whether that's passing or running. That's your goal for this football game. And I think one of the ways you do it with the run game is the Rams like to run a five-man front. They run a 3-4, of course. They bring their two outside linebackers up. But they like to play them really far outside. What the 49ers have been having some success with is being able to kick those guys out with blocks and then run underneath them in an off-tackle kind of role. So widening them out pre-snap is important. And what the 49ers do a lot is they bring the receivers in and tighten their splits from tackle to tight end to wide receiver. So that way they can edge those guys out farther. So that way when they work those guys up to second level, they have that edge guy farther outside and then you can pull in lineman and kick him out. Uh, pulling an offensive lineman and being able to do that creates bigger run lanes for your runoff tackle. The big Jeff Wilson touchdown against the Rams was the same sort of thing, a little tight toss. They went with a kick out here uh, with George Kittle coming in motion. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Al Ushet coming in motion kicking the guy out, bringing Charlie Warner back this way and blocking the interior defensive lineman gains and then being able to get up in there. Because it was a pitch, Bobby Wagner had to fly out to try to stop the run, and that's against Jeff Wilson Jr. Imagine if he's having to fly outside to try to stop Christian McCaffrey. Jeff Wilson Jr. put his foot in the ground. He got vertical. Spencer Burford, because uh, Bobby Wagner over-pursued, was able to kick him out. They ran right up, and then he split the, the defenders for a touchdown the great executed play, but it's an illustration of how the 49ers offense can attack the Rams because they want to stay outside. And they want to keep outside contained because if they bring those edge guys in and you still have those short splits, you're able to block them down and then get outside play. So they're putting stress on that outside part of the Rams defense. They create bubbles with their alignments and bubbles. I talk about this on the scouting report are areas that are open for you to be able to run the football. The 49ers do that probably better than anyone. And then once you get it going you start being able to run that football then what we saw in the game the first time the matchup bobby wagner and those linebackers had to come forward to stop the run when they came forward they also moved with the play action which means there's now room behind them to be able to run the football and because they were moving it created more uh, windows horizontally for jimmy garoppolo to be able to throw the ball and jimmy did a very good job of getting the ball to debo and brandon Ayuk and Jawan jennings in those key matchups that's something the 49ers can consistently take advantage of as long as they can establish this run game. Getting Christian McCaffrey going early is going to be important. Putting stress on those edge defenders is going to be important. That's also going to slow them from being able to get a solid pass rush against a Mike McGlinchey and, and against some of these other guys that you're going to see in the game. So um, that's how the 49ers go about it on offense. That's their game plan. Put stress on those guys on the outside, run the football, establish that run game. That's going to make the play-action game open up for Jimmy. And then getting the ball out quickly, playing in front of the sticks, making sure you're in you know second and short, third and short situations, 
are pivotal for this 49ers offense. Be efficient on third down. If you do that, you're going to be able to score a lot of points and convert instead of having field goals, have touchdowns against the Rams. If you do, you can put up lots of points. Warriors offense should have easily put up well over 30 points against Kansas City. Don't leave those opportunities on the field against the Rams. I think that's the offensive game plan. Now for defense, it starts with confusing Matthew Stafford, which is easier said than done. But surprising Stafford with coverages and looks is what D'Amico Ryans is all about. In their first matchup this year, eight sacks. And a lot of those caused by blitzes, caused by D-line stunts, uh, a defensive alignment that created one-on-one matchups for certain uh, defensive players to be able to get home. Now, one glaring miss uh, missing player is going to be Eric Armstead. He's not going to be there. And he was a big part of that Rams game early on. Now, of course, he did leave with injury, and they were still able to put on pressure. But can they do that again? We have guys with tremendous pressure rates, like Charles Amini, who's you know, one of the top in the league. That's easier said when you're playing with Nick Bosa, right? Uh, but they have to put pressure on. And there were big-time sacks by Samson Ebucom, Greg Jackson chasing down Matthew Stafford. But how do you surprise Stafford? Well, one of the first things you do is you hold your water and you make him not be able to understand what is coming at him until it's post-snap. So give him a pre-snap read, whatever you want it to be. Show him a two-deep safety look. And then right as he's going to snap, the timing of Hufanga is usually fantastic. Bring Hufanga into the box and allow yourself to help take away the run. Favorable run boxes, he's going to want to run. And then you bring Hufanga up and take that away. Uh, Being able to stop the run is going to be important. But varying those looks late... Uh, They're going to motion. They're going to move guys around. They're going to try to quick snap you. But if you can make him decipher what's going on post-snap instead of pre-snap, it's going to slow down his processing and allow your defensive line to get home and put pressure on Matthew Stafford. Also, it normally wasn't a thing to blitz Matthew Stafford consistently. He usually beat blitz. I mean, that was one of the huge conversations last year before the NFC Championship game is you just don't blitz him very much. He's going to win. Well, in the earlier matchup this year, Matt, uh, Matthew Stafford was blitzed very much by D'Amico Ryans with a huge success rate. So the 49ers are going to continue to blitz. And I think what they're going to do too is show a lot and then bail and try to give him different looks. It is a is a, a well-oiled plan so far that D'Amico Ryans has had. Now, one thing that made it a lot easier in the earlier matchup was Emmanuel Mosley. Having Mosley out there, knowing that him and Charvarius Ward could lock down a receiver on the outside... Made it so you could put attention on Cooper Cup when he was in the nickel. Yeah, it was uh, Diamond Lenore that was going out there and trying to handle him. He still had 14 catches. He still had a big game, but he had no touchdowns. That's kind of what you're trying to do again. Now, it's going to be a different animal because you're probably going to have Lenore on the outside and Womack playing in the nickel. Uh, Could it be Jimmy Ward? It could. I hope they go back to Womack. We'll see what they do. But I think that is something to monitor in this game. You're not going to have as much freedom defensively as you had early on in the season because you have to give safety help over the top to Lenore sometimes. You get certain matchups, uh, you, it's not going to be good for the 49ers. Like Van Jefferson with that tremendous speed, can Lenore stay over the top of him? Let's see how Charvarius Ward bounces back. Let's see if it's Tayshawn Gibson or, or if it's Jimmy Ward that plays safety. I think there's some questions there. Uh, but the, you know, the game plan has to somewhat change. It was a, a very solid game plan the first time. Of course, you were going to adjust it a little bit, but now they're adjusting it a lot because of personnel and who's going to be out there. Let's see if Matthew Stafford's willing to find a one-on-one situation and just go there no matter what. It's going to be interesting. And one of the big topics in the first matchup was Ben Skovernick playing in the backfield and then them trying to use him as fullback. 
against a nickel. The 49ers were like, you know what? We don't care. And they didn't run base 4-3 at all. They ran nickel 100% of the time. Yamato Lenore played that spot. They were able to uh, do a very good job against the Rams' run game. If they can stop the Rams' run game while sitting in nickel, that puts them at a huge advantage because then personnel matchups go the 49ers' way. So it's it's one of those things where surprising Matthew Stafford could be difficult, uh, but D'Amico Ryans is very good at this. He's done it for a long time against Russell Wilson when he was in uh, with Seattle. Uh, those two matchups, he always confused him. But he's done a good job against Matthew Stafford. I mean, Stafford's going to give you opportunities to be able to uh, create turnovers, and you have to take advantage of those. So far, the 49ers defense has done a pretty good job of taking advantage of turnovers. Kawano Fog in the first matchup had that big pick six. It seems to be a thing. If the 49ers can make some plays on defense and, and cause some turnovers, maybe even score some points, it's going to help this 49ers team win. But it starts with you know confusing Stafford. And it, can, it starts with... Also, making sure he has third and long, it's not a different situation than the 49ers. Uh, winning in the NFL is not a secret sauce. If you have short, you know, if you're able to convert on third down, you don't turn over the football and you play sound defense, you're probably going to win a lot of football games in the NFL. I think that's what you have to force the Rams to do, to try to convert on third and long. They did that in their first matchup, and the Rams started to struggle. If it's third and four, third and five, he can find Cooper Cup because Cup can run any route in the route tree and get open. But when it's third and long, you can play at the sticks. You can play in front, make those tackles short. It makes it a little bit more difficult for the Rams to be able to convert. But if they have early down success or they're able to run the football, that's when you start to learn or worry. Now, what are the things that the Kansas City Chiefs did that the Rams can take advantage of or that Sean McVay can see what the 49ers have learned? I think right off, it's those fly sweeps. Um, just running the fly sweep action now, you'll be able to determine. You know, you can either give or you can run a fake. And let's see how those edge rushers for the 49ers respond. Do the edge rushers, you know, fly out and try to stop that guy? Do they continue to come upfield? Uh, because that will create extra run lanes. And I think Sean McVay would be smart to be able to use that. Now, he doesn't have the same personnel that Kansas City has, so he can't run the exact same plays with the same efficient nature. Uh, but you can definitely change it up a little bit to be able to you know, take advantage of it, whether it's a decoy or you're able to run it. And we've seen him run it with Cooper Cup before. Cup's had huge runs um, coming out of the backfield and in those fly sweeps, even against the 49ers. Something to monitor. If the 49ers were able to not have to give help to the cornerbacks for whatever reason, if they're able to leave Lenore and Ward somewhat on island, then they'll have those safeties and linebackers to be able to fly up and make plays. And then you don't have to worry about so much those edge rushers having to take away those fly sweeps. Yeah, they're going to come off you know free, um, but I think it can change the game that way. So I'm excited about this 49ers matchup, and a lot of it goes to just how well these teams know each other, how well the personnel for both teams match up. The Rams, can they run the football with Henderson? Can they establish a run game like they did in the NFC Championship game? They used Akers. It's not Akers this time. It's Henderson. You're going to have to figure it out. Can they get Powell? involved in the run game, being able to stretch the defense with fly sweeps, him and Cooper Cup, and they get Van Jefferson down vertical. Uh, it's going to be big question marks because all the while, you have to worry about this 49ers pass rush. And hopefully Nick Bosa, Samson Ebicom, and the blitz package that D'Amico Ryans puts together can get after Matthew Stafford. I'm not expecting them to get eight sacks and duplicate the performance. And I actually think the Rams will have more success against this 49ers defense in this matchup than they did in the in the earlier matchup this season. But I also think the 49ers offense is going to play better than they did against the Rams 
in their first matchup as well. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's going to play good. If you've watched my game preview show, you've seen my wild as bold, you know I think Jimmy Garoppolo's going to play good. And if you haven't, go back and watch that. Uh, but also, you know, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. And I think that they're going to handle business. Uh, and I think they're going to score a, a pretty high rate. And I think a lot of the reason that happens is because of McCaffrey, the way that Kyle's going to be able to use McCaffrey and Debo Samuel to kind of open things up for players like George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk because you have to try to take those guys away. And all the while, if you can run outside zone and put those outside edge rushers and defensive players uh, in you know in precarious situations, which you can with the way the 49ers attack those edge guys in the run game, I think you're going to be able to have some big plays for Christian McCaffrey going back and watching the film. Debo Samuel missed on a couple what could have been huge runs uh, because he didn't see the cutback. And I'm expecting... Christian McCaffrey to see that because he's a running back who can play wide receiver or Debo is a wide receiver that can play running back a little bit different vision wise uh, skill level as far as running the football. Don't, don't get me wrong. Debo's amazing. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about how they go about it. And yeah, I think the Warriors are going to win this game 34 to 19. I think the Rams will have some success, but the Warriors will be too much in the end. Uh, it could be, um, you know, pretty bold picking the 49ers to win by that margin, but I just see it in the cards. I think they're going to go over 30. I think the game plan works out for them, but they have to go out and execute. They have to prove it, and I could be tremendously wrong, or I could be tremendously right. It all depends on execution and how Kyle Shanahan is able to get his team to play, and staying in front of the sticks is going to be important. No turnovers for the 49ers. So thank you guys so much for watching this 49ers versus Rams game preview show. Once again, if you enjoyed the content, give me a like. I'd really appreciate that. That helps the algorithm kick out this content. Also, if you haven't subscribed already, but you've been watching the channel and you believe the channel deserves a subscription, please do. It doesn't cost you anything to subscribe. It just lets you know when other videos go live. And if you did subscribe, hit that notification bell so you know whenever videos go live. I really appreciate all the support that we've getting, get, been getting. Of course, over on Patreon, you can find even more content uh, including scouting report videos and stuff like that. So head over there and join that and check that out if you want. Uh, but until then, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.